0: hey y'all what's y'all order uh okay who has the grits i did all right here i go can you pass the salt the salt yeah girl salt Mm-mm, i need sugar that's a taste of perspective for me To week two, episode two of Salt or Sugar. Lo is here. It is here. <laughs> All right. So, what's our topic for today? Um, our topic is alignment. Yes. Um, I believe, well, no, I believe, I know. I wanted to talk about alignment because um, I think that a lot of times we don't understand how important that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't even know how to even get there. We don't know when we're out of alignment. We don't know when we're in alignment. So for me, I wanted to kind of talk about this. Also, it's kind of been a thing within my own personal life and journey right now to align with stuff. So Set yourself up on the same road on the right path yes and so for me that looks like i don't know like going in the direction that feels good Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of my life i I was going against my own alignment if that makes sense say more um like when i was younger i wanted to be a ballerina i wanted to be a dancer (laughs) um but i gave that up i don't know I don't remember why I gave that up. I was just like, okay, this, part's, this part of my life is over. Like, this isn't <laughs> going to go any further. And then I think at one point I wanted to be a chef. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at another point I was like, oh, I want to go fit him. I want to do fashion design. And I don't know what in my head was like, you got to do something practical. Mm-hmm. So I did practical stuff instead of what i was aligned (coughs) to do yeah i i had a couple of things i wanted to do i was a kid i wanted to be a interior designer i literally used to change my room around like every week that's my daughter yeah i would change stuff around all the time because she's She's mm-hmm. out of alignment right now. Oh. <laughs> I'ma tell her. Maybe. So and part of it was me getting in alignment with myself. So mm-hmm. the way that my room and things were set up were based on how I felt. So mm-hmm. I would or or whatever productivity. I mean, you know, I was a kid, so like if I move my desk over here, I'm put my bed over here. Like you know, it just what makes sense to me in the moment. So um, obviously, I didn't become one, but I do still like interior design. Um, I thought I was gonna be a lawyer because I can argue really good. Like without yelling, I can like really state my plan. I was never, I was never really talkative when I was little, so I would have oh. never thought like, oh, I'm a lawyer. Oh. If anything, I was like, oh my god, I want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Talking in public spaces? Oh yeah, no, I was. I mean, I didn't think about public spaces. I just the people that I did debate: my mom, my dad, my brother. Like I won. So in my mind, I was like, I should be a lawyer. Then when I realized that you have to either put people in jail or not put them in jail, which is a very minute to lawyer to being a lawyer because you can be entertainment like you know. Right. But in my mind, I was like, I gotta put people in jail or I gotta keep them out. Not nah, any for me. That ain't for me. You know what's funny? Uh, my mom had an attorney when she when I was a kid, and don't ask me why she had the attorney. Um, <laughs> but he was like, oh. How are your grades in school? And I was like, you know, average, I was lying to him they were below average. <laughs> he was like, oh, I was a below average student mm-hmm. and now I make hundreds of thousands of dollars annually, you should do it And I was like, yeah, bro <laughs> still a lot of work. no but but I think okay, I don't know if this sidebar but like I do think that. A lot of times we push this perfection kind of mentality. Actually, no, this goes exactly what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, we we say we have to be on this, like, perfect level. Even with schools, we grade and all that stuff, which obviously is not pass or fail. There's something in the middle. But we like to exclude the middle. It's like you're either passing or you're failing. Um, So, obviously, that was a point. Ding. <laughs> But um, yeah, like for me, I think that we don't give the average enough credit that it can actually also be something like you don't always have to be star power or you're not always failing. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we play in those two mindsets of like, oh, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can do because, you know, I'm at the top of my game or, hey, I may be sliding a little bit. I'm unaligned. I'm not aligned anymore so therefore now i'm failing and that's not the truth like the truth is not that you are failing because you're unaligned it just means you need to realign yourself you know so i feel like my alignment was very much uh contrived or like structured by society Mm -hmm. i think i was like oh this is this is the way society is conditioning me to be. Like, I need to get in alignment with society's conditioning. And now that I'm older, I'm just like, what the hell was I doing? I was wasting a lot of time. <laughs> wasting a lot of time when you're out of alignment. Um, you said I was out of alignment with myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a cool concept. Because you can be in alignment with what your mom wants you to do, your dad wants you to do, the school wants you to do, your job wants you to do, uh, you know, society wants you to do, and you'll be completely out of whack with yourself. That's very much it. Like, I'm telling you, like, I was, you know, I grew up in in L.A., but in a very, like, southern, traditional-style kind of household. Yes, sir. (laughs) No, ma'am. That kind of thing. And it's like, I'm in alignment with you know, this upbringing, this society, like, I got to be this way, mm-hmm. you got to go this way, you got to do this thing. And I did all those things. And I'm just like, something ain't right. <laughs> like, you're sitting back looking at it. It's like, okay, I got all of this stuff that I was told to align with, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily align with me. Yeah. So um, like one of my most prominent memories of being a child is that there was a force outside of me and then there was me Mm -hmm. so like there was things that I had to learn that I had to conform to that I had to understand that I had to listen that I had to do but then there was also the me who wanted to do not necessarily other things but I wanted to add to it I wanted to grow I wanted to do a lot of stuff that the environment sometimes was like no you can't do and I think that we lose that like we lose that as we grow up unless we do things or environments that like promote that or encourage us to do that so for me like it's important to remember little me and what how I saw the world when I was first you know guns blazing like who y'all telling what to do my ego this all I know like I'm five and I got an ego and I don't know who you talking to because to me it's all about me like Well, it don't matter. And I think a lot of times we suppress that. People get, like, they get freaked out by having an ego. And it's like, your ego is there to help you as well. Don't become egotistic where you only focus on your ego. But that is the that was you. That was you. That was a, who you are. So aligning to that, I think, sometimes is important, too. Well, aligning with little me. I like that. Oh, <laughs> aligning with little me.
1: <laughs> yes. me
0: So um I wanna ask you a question about alignment. Um how do you know you are aligned? Mm, mm, mm. I think it's a feeling. Um uh, like I said earlier, like I think it's like I was aligned with all of the things. That's somebody that external forces told me that I needed in order to be like a fulfilled person. Mm -hmm. And so when I like, you know, just took a step back from life and I was like, okay, I have all of these things or accomplishments or, you know, goals that I've met. But was I meeting those goals for me or was I meeting those goals for someone else? Mm -hmm. And I think if, when I stepped away and looked at it like that, it's like, no, I got other stuff that I want to do for me, and because those things didn't necessarily feel like the ultimate fulfillment, or like I didn't get that feeling of fulfillment. Like I know that I have more work, mm-hmm. more goals, more more mm-hmm. things I need to do for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, um, I I like the fact you said it's a feeling for me. It's a feeling too. Like, and not like oh, uh, feeling like I'm uh, sad, happy. It's more. Like, that feeling of, like, when you're in traffic and, like, traffic open up. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. you on the 405 yeah.
0: and the traffic is, like, bumper to bumper. And then all of a sudden, it opens up and like you can just go. Like That's what alignment feels to me. Okay. There's nothing stopping me. I'm in full flow. Like, gas on the, like, foot on the pedal. Like, just... I'm rolling. Let's talk about what, un- well, not feeling aligned feels like. Yeah. What does that feel like? It sounds like it felt that, like, from what you said, it sounds like stagnation mm-hmm. or like like something's, like, tugging on you in the wrong way. In the wrong way. I'm glad you said in the wrong way because definitely it feels like something's either pulling me back, but for me, most of the time, it feels like I'm just stuck. Like, I can't Like, I'm boxed in. I remember years ago, I was talking to a friend and I was telling them like, yo, I feel like I'm inside of a box. This is, like, before my career and all that stuff. But I feel like I'm inside of a box and I'm, like, digging at the top of the box and, like, the paper of the box is coming off but I can't get out. Mm -hmm. So, like, I know there's something out there that I'm supposed to be, like, kind of touching on, but I haven't. Been able to do it like I was. I wasn't aligned with what it is that I really Blue, should be moving. Box? Oh my god, I mean. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> no, but that's a good. That's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. So for me, that's what it feels like when I'm not aligned. It feels like I am cornered. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm in a corner, or I'm in a lane, and I can't get over, and I can't go forward. Like I'm just at this steady pace, and I'm not going anywhere. So, how do you get out of that? I talk a lot. Mm. <laughs> I talk a lot, rather, I talk in therapy or I talk to my friends, um, talk to my family. Uh, sometimes I sit in silence because there's things that I need to hear sometimes too. So, it's one part of it is like talking it out, like just admitting that mm. I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm in this stuck place. I'm, you know, what's going on? Do y'all see anything? Like, there's nothing wrong with outside opinion of, you know, uh, give you some insight, I guess. Um, and then I like silence too. So I will, I will be in silence. I will retreat.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I will not answer phone calls. I will not do anything. Um, and it doesn't matter for how long um, until mm-hmm. I feel like, ding. Mm-hmm. But I also um, am big on my spiritual world, too. So I will tap in. Rather I watch church or I, you know, read the Bible or I, you know, do a tarot card reading or, you know, something to kind of connect me Mm -hmm. to myself. Mm -hmm. Ground myself. Ooh. Ground. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. What about you? How do you get aligned? Hmm. um therapy for sure for sure therapy is a big one I like to I don't necessarily talk uh I read <laughs> I uh I write I am not a reader that's why that's funny to me <laughs> yeah I will read but I don't like it uh I didn't say that like it's like I love like but I read because I know like this is what's gonna ground me. This mm-hmm. is what's gonna like pull me. Like I got books. I got books too. I got books. I, I I read. I got a library. It's just, do I finish the book? I no, you do read, <laughs> and I appreciate that about you. Um, I do. It, it encourages me to want to read, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't. I think what bothers me is like I don't have time
1: mm-hmm. to read.
0: Like. There's so much stuff that mm-hmm. I got to do, and I want to crack open a book, and I'll read like a paragraph, and then i remember something I got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent you that Nipsey thing today, oh, and yeah. he was talking about that, and I don't even know if it was in the song. He was like, one of the most important things is T-I-M-E, mm-hmm. like time. Like A lot of times, we don't feel like we have the time to do what we need to do to become what we want to become, and that is our biggest battle, right. is time. So alignment has to do with timing. I right. believe. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, energy. How does your energy impact your alignment? I don't think it's necessarily like my energy. Mm. Like if I encounter someone else's energy mm. and I know that's not in alignment with me, I will leave you alone. <laughs> I don't have a problem leaving people alone, girl. <laughs> And okay. I think that's another thing people struggle with is that they feel like they have to do um they have to do things for other people. And it's just like you don't like what is it that serves you? What mm-hmm. is helping you? Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're looking at things like a like they're transactional or anything, but it's just like if you know you're gonna put yourself in a situation um that isn't aligned with you, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people participate in that. And I don't. So. Yeah. Why not put yourself in the best situation yeah. that you that's can like be I'm going to only be in situations where I'm uplifted. I'm feeling happy. Like, I feel good around these people. Because if your energy is off, I'm sorry. I would rather not be in the room. And that's not transactional. At least not to me. That's not transactional to me. Transactional is like, you give me something good, I give you something good. Right? Or you treat me bad, I treat you bad. But- there may be times where you're in an environment where you come in bad mm-hmm. and you got people who fill you up. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, that's that's not necessarily a transaction. That's you having some, I don't know what words, like, I don't know what words to even put there. But, like, I'll just use alignment for the sake of the conversation. Like, these people are aligned with who you are. Mm-hmm. So, when you step out on who you are, they can pull you back in. Or, or vice versa, like you're saying, if there's people who you're in alignment and you run into them and they're pulling you out of your alignment, you need to know, I need to let that go. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I think that's a very important, important thing about being aligned, alignment. I just like the word. <laughs> okay, it so. you think about cars. <laughs> cars needing realignment. Real Hey, but if your if your tires are not aligned, you don't have a bumpy ride. You may swerve into the wind into the Ooh, wall. You girl. never know, and I'm gonna give my husband the keys and be like something wrong with your car. <laughs> <laughs> and give me the other car. right. Um, so how do you know you are aligned with something? like how do you know? you're aligned with your business or with your career or with your relationship. Mm. I, I honestly feel like these are feelings. Like, like, yeah, they're feelings. I don't know how else to describe them. There aren't, like, adjectives that I can use. I'm going to um, challenge you. I, I'm going to challenge you because I'm challenging myself. So, I think they are feelings. Right. Um, but I think when it comes to like relationships or even careers, um, we can feel like we're aligned. Right. Um, because it depends on which, what part of us are we aligning with? Are we aligning with our internal self or our external self? You know, like, and, or the external world, like, Mm -hmm. is it, what is actually you hit the nail right on the head literally what i was talking about earlier is like all of the things that i have accomplished met it's like those are things from the external world like somebody told me i had to acquire these things this this thing you know mm-hmm. whatever um and accomplish these goals and it's like i neglected my real goals, the, the internal self, what I actually wanted mm-hmm. and literally bring it right back around. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and, and that's what, um, that's what helps me. Um, that's what I've learned within this last year also, because, um, if you, and I hope other people can get something from this, but like, if you have experienced, something that shakes your internal world uh, rather is something from childhood or relationships or you know uh, just being unaligned like not being in alignment um you sometimes can't trust that feeling Mm -hmm. right that feeling it feels good to do the thing because your external world is speaking to you Mm -hmm. so yes get that career do this do that you know do all these things or you know, like I I know a lot of artists and a lot of creatives and a lot of times they feel like pressured to do the other stuff and not their, their create, like their creative part. Um, and it's a lot of pressure to say, wait, I don't need to do what the external world is saying. Let me do what my internal world is saying, and turn that into whatever you need it to be, right? Because mm-hmm. on the, I mean, we're still gonna need things on the external. We still need money. You still need housing. You still need. You still need all those things. So you have to do something that conforms. At some point, you will conform. Mm-hmm. But how do you conform and still like honor your inner self? I guess, I guess, like that's the journey that I'm on. Like that's the journey that I see a lot of people on, and I hope they know they're not not alone. Like you definitely. Can be influenced by the outside, trauma, uh, just you know, narratives and norms that are there. And then have this internal world that maybe connects to that, but also has its own way of kind of going about it and like being more in that, like getting off, getting out of traffic and like it just taking off for you, you know? <laughs> Not to over talk. But I want to say one more thing. <laughs> um, I heard someone say that when you're in alignment, um, everything flows. So you don't have to add all this extra energy into what you're doing because it already flows. It means it's aligned. It's already on the go. Like it's pushing. It's moving. It's You don't have to do it, the extras. Like do your part, but you don't have to do the extras. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think you were talking about manifestation and so like you said that part of your alignment is talking Mm -hmm. so getting to alignment getting to alignment Mm -hmm. so part of that should be you manifesting out loud what it is that you want yes, and how you're going to get there (laughs) and also acknowledging the steps so like once you Get past a certain step, be like, "Oh, say it all out." Like, Mm -hmm. this is one step closer to me getting to this goal. Cause I I like that. Yeah, I write mine down. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels dangerous because (laughs) I feel like somebody's gonna read it, but I—it's how I get it out. Mm -hmm. I like that Um, because acknowledging that step and actually solidifying it. Right. So knowing that you made that step, you made that improvement—that's a good one. I'm and showing I gratitude for that moment, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Just saying, I mean, whatever your spiritual beliefs is, whether you're going to say it to God, the universe, the spirit, whomever, just be like, oh, thank you mm-hmm. for this moment or thank you for bringing me to this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate this lesson or I appreciate accomplishing this. Yes. Yes. Um, that brings me to the thought of, like, when you... How do you say it? Like the more positive, not positive, but like the more you are agreed, in agreement, that's what I said. The more you are in agreement with your vibe, with your energy, with your vision, with your manifestation, with your lessons, Mm -hmm. then I feel like that's the more you get propelled. That takes into what you said earlier about holding back, right? So mm-hmm. the there's a bad holding back. And then there's a positive one, like, you know, the idea of a slingshot. Like, you pull it back, mm-hmm. you feel that tension, you feel that resistance. But sometimes you need that resistance in order to go forward. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of times that is also a big part of being in alignment, is falling into that resistance. You just made me think of... Um discomfort as well. Yes. Discomfort. I think a lot of people think that like change comes easy Mm -hmm. and accomplishing things comes easy. And it's like, no, like there's discomfort along the way. Mm -hmm. You're going to be challenged Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and it's going to be up to you whether or not you're going to actually complete the challenges or you're going to back off. Yeah. It's like a lot of people think that the journey is easy and it's like the journey is never easy yeah yeah um i was watching um, sarah robert jakes the other day and she has said that it goes good and then grief and then great like there's grief in the middle of the whole process of becoming great like and you can be good somewhere Mm -hmm. and then that good is over and then you have to grieve that so you have to understand that there is going to be that, that discomfort, that change, that tension kind of in the middle before you get to great or you get to the next good mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. So for me, that's, that's always important to remember. I think that's important for everybody to kind of remember, like, it ain't going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And the only constant is change. So if it's not easy right now, it's going to get easier. It has to, exactly. All right. So, I mean, I love to talk about alignment. I love to, like, make sure that I am aligned. I even like to fall out of alignment. (laughs) I do sometimes because, like, I don't be feeling alive. Right, yeah. Like, without some type of turbulence, is this really a flight? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> just you're saying. hilarious. She's like, "You want snakes on your motherfucking plane?" No, no snakes. Huh? I didn't say that shit. <laughs> I'm guys. just saying, like, I just need a little turbulence sometimes. Woo! Hey, we are in the sky. You ever because- seen the movie Airplane? I don't know. Maybe. With uh Leslie Nielsen. That's not gonna help me. Oh my goodness. Okay, <laughs> y'all. I am not the rememberer of pop culture. Artists, well, actors. I'm going to say it, and then you're going to have to go watch the movie. You want <laughs> your life to be like the movie Airplane? It doesn't sound like it. It's, it sounds hilarious. That movie's hilarious. Okay, well, I have to go watch it. For me, what I'm saying is like, when I'm on an airplane, I love flying. Like, mm-hmm. I love airplanes. Like, they're so, I don't know, I get. I can get really good sleep on an airplane. What? How? <laughs> yeah, however. It's like, waiting for it to be over no i love it i'm like oh i can't wait to get on here this the white noise it's the air i don't know i don't girl just... my <laughs> legs are like dead i can't stretch i'm short oh man i, have... I can't get comfortable i'm just like i don't they like they don't make the seats big enough i don't like why i, I have like people by getting me. out of la or getting out of the united states yeah i don't like the flight part. Well, see, that's gonna be the biggest thing. I don't care back. about the takeoff. I care about all that. Let oh, me tell yeah. you why. I care about all that, and I want to feel it because sometimes I can get very comfortable with the fact that this is an airplane and it goes in the sky and somebody fixed it, right? Like somebody made this, this goes in the sky. Okay. It's very like you elaborate. Know. <laughs> so then I'm like, I like to know. Maybe I like to live on the edge a little bit, but I like to know that. This is, like, some real in-depth, like, science. Like, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. God bless you. I don't know how to explain it. But, like, I do like, I I like a little bit of turbulence. and it's not too much. Because I've had some where I actually felt like I dropped out the sky. That was not fun. I don't like that. But it just, you know, a little air... It's the people by. part that I don't care about. The plane oh, well, yeah. and the in the seating situation, like it's not like public, like well, it is public transportation. I, yes, I see the plane like a bus in the sky. Got it. And I don't want you to sit next to me if I don't know you. <laughs> and I don't want to have to buy the seat next to me, so you don't sit yeah. next to me. <laughs> I need okay. some space Well, let's go into our next segment. three so this brings us to our she is me segment um, I wanted to read a quote that I saw or a meme whatever that I saw on Instagram so it says she is moving on with her life she is making herself happy she is becoming a better person she is me me is she <laughs> Which brings me to, so, what are you doing to make your life well better? Um, what are you doing for self-care? For self-care. Um, currently, I am just trying to figure out what my self-care looks like. Um, so... Um, just like that quote says, like, she is happy. She is better. Like She is trying to make sure that she is living for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am trying to live for myself, um, for what makes me happy. Um, I'm a very generous person, and I can very much um, focus on other people. So I'm trying to learn how to actually have that same energy towards myself. So that's what I'm doing currently. And that looks like <laughs> figuring out what it is. Like, for me, I like to get my hair done. Um, I like to uh, shop. I like to <laughs> it sounds very, like, superficial, but it's really not. It's cause not. Because I know men, that that's their self-care is, like, shopping. doesn't make it not superficial because they do. I mean, no, but I'm just saying it's universal. That's what people do to make themselves so yeah. feel good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i like the way you put it there like for me i think it's making sure that inside and the outside both feel good like they match they're congruent yes they're, they definitely good. go together what about you mine is just honestly taking care of my temple like I don't know what made me realize, like, I only get, like, one body, but something made me realize that, and I was like, I got to start taking care of it. So just working out more, trying to stay active, um, staying in motion, hitting some push-ups when I can, <laughs> hitting some sit-ups, throwing on a YouTube video, and, you know, burning some calories for maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, I haven't um, – <laughs> I haven't – made it to the gym yet but I am planning on adding that to my routine because um, I think it's important to be in movement like especially as I get older I'm like ooh you that hurts when I hit 30 I started feeling feel angst and pains that I never felt before and I'm like what is going on yeah same I am um, at 30 <laughs> 30. 30. <laughs> uh, I just was like, oh, this really do happen. Like it's sore <laughs> for no reason. Uh, that's a little tight. Yeah, wake up and like, what, bus is, hit. what is that? Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. So staying in motion is, is one of my it's on my self-care list to do. Um and that'll go hand in hand with my, you know, interior and exterior. Like I will feel more healthier as well as look more healthier. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, what does self-care kind of do for you? Like, does it ground you? Does it like, what does self-care kind of do? And then like, if so, how do you, make that part of your grounding process. I think a lot of my life is lived like in focus of other people. Like I'm, you know, getting up in the morning to work a job to take care of my family, or I'm cooking because, you know, I'm in there trying to feed my family. And I think like, yeah, I do those things for myself as well, but it's like, what am I doing for my mental health or what am I doing for me, Mm -hmm. like specifically? And that's what you know, that's what self-care does for me. It's like it reminds me like you got to take care of yourself too. Mm-hmm. It's a It's a grounding in a way like putting like set aside time for yourself mm-hmm. is basically well what it what, is. Is, what is grounding for you? It's like I don't know, being one with myself, like mm-hmm. getting into that niche or that groove about me. If that makes sense. I don't know how to. You're gonna challenge me. Let's think about it. But you tell me what it is for you, so I can like develop the language necessary
1: to um, answer the
0: question. Well, for me, grounding means that I am intact. Like, okay. I, I am tangible to myself, inner and outer world. Like that, they are. One is not overpowering the other. So I'm not too in my mind and in my thoughts that my I may mean, I'm avoiding or I am um, uh, neglecting my outside world um, and vice versa, right? I'm not too focused on the outside world therefore I'm forgetting about my inside world. For example, like, I'm not so focused on work and I'm not so focused on, uh, like, you know, making sure, you no, know, I don't know, like bills are paid and all this stuff is done that I forget that I have to take care of myself, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm not so in my head about what's going on internally that my house is dirty or that I don't pay bills on time or that, you know, like, so making sure I have this kind of ebb and flow between the two makes me feel grounded, mm-hmm. Um and then sometimes just going outside, like on a, on a, uh, on the senses kind of base, like being in nature or like going outside and like, um, you know, going on a walk or going to the beach or giving a friend a hug or, or my, like my nieces and nephews, like hug them and love them. Like that kind of stuff also grounds me cause it's contextual. I can actually feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, And for me, that's part of my self-care, too. Like, to make sure that I'm around people that I love and that love me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's nice. I don't know. It sounded so sweet and soft. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, for me, I think a lot of what you said resonated. mm -hmm. Um, It's more so what I'm hearing or... What I felt is like being in attuned to oneself, like mm-hmm. checking in. And I feel like a lot of people don't check in with themselves and ask themselves, like, what is it that I really need right now? And that's what people need to do. And that's what I'm going to start doing. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do check-ins. Like, mm-hmm. let's stop. I know you have all of these external things going on mm-hmm. that you need to get up, but what is it that you internally need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, I think checking in is important. Um, Even when like going through life and you realize that there's like, uh, I think we were talking about turbulence, right? There's these things with turbulence that come and you being able to check in with yourself to see what it either was trying to show you or what it means. um, What did you learn from it? Like my favorite question to ask myself is like, what is it trying to teach you? What am I supposed to get from this? Because all day I can trip off of what is actually happening or I can get so wrapped up in it that I don't realize that it's really about the journey. Mm -hmm. And I literally have tatted on me life as a journey. (laughs) And uh, I I put it. Yeah. And that's why I tatted it, because I was like, sometimes I forget that there's going to be these ups and downs and i get wrapped up in like the destination and not necessarily like my journey so for me i put this here on my arm especially where i could like read it (laughs) you know it's funny i know that you're not like a pop culture person but there's a movie called memento Mm -hmm. and in the movie the guy he has to put notes everywhere because his memory is slipping terrible terrible like not old or anything but he like suffers from a condition or something and it's like he has to write stuff like he has tattoos i believe on his body too mm-hmm. to help him remember like yeah. Oh. so that's like a grounding as well like yes you pull that back and you're like okay that's a life. yes <laughs> yes definitely i i didn't even think of it like that but it is a grounding technique for me like this is definitely one i also have another one that says like beauty is within the heart like mm-hmm. That is grounding for me, too, because I think sometimes we let, we let our exterior world impact how we feel internally. And sometimes what is on the exterior is not what's in the interior. So we then start to create these things inside mm-hmm. that are not necessarily the truth. So I had to remind myself, like, oh, no, it's in the heart. Like, it's where whatever comes from the heart is what is, you know, is that person, is that is the way that they see things. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. That's how I see that. I don't know. Think about that more. I have a tatted, so I should bring her (laughs) Um. So, I mean, from the concept of, you know, self-care and looking at our internal and our external worlds, and really trying to figure that out. Um, you had told me something about a book or something that you had saw or a, a video. Oh, yeah, it was a video. Um, and basically the question was, if there was a correlation between how you deal with money and how you deal with food mm-hmm. or like yeah, what's the relationship or mm-hmm. the correlation between the two, or if there is a correlation? Mm-hmm. And I think there is. <laughs> I think there is too. I think I mean well, think about it. Both are two primary things that we need. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh oh, what, shoot. What is a necessity. Well, they're both necessities. They're inward and outward necessities. Money isn't no? real, so it isn't a necessity. It's a it's a concept. I'm okay, it's right. a concept that we need every day, though. Okay, um, food is a necessity. You need it to stay alive. Without you'll die. Or something comestible. Mm-hmm. Money isn't necessarily that, but for both, I light up when I see like food. I, you might see me do a happy food dance. I want to. I'm going to say something to the fact that like, I think <laughs> not. To, like I just think that. You can't not have money. I'm not gonna argue with you. (laughs) How don't you argue with me? Money isn't real. No, it's not real. I understand it's not concept, but in order something not real a necessity. But I like the things that money buys. It's it's just not real. Hmm. (laughs) I just I just see it as. A necessity, in a sense, like, cause how am I gonna get food if I don't have money? And mo- and funny is funny, and food is a necessity. Okay, whatever. I guess that's a debate that we'll have to agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> um, but you were saying food and money light you up. Yeah, like I like being able to have certain things, or create certain things or acquire certain things so it's like money provides those things mm-hmm. Um food I just light up with food like just food is good like give me some rice and peas and like I want food oxo. right now I'm hungry right now <laughs> some oxo sound yeah. good Yeah, like I... you were making a PB&J and I was like I want one of those <laughs> literally and you were like it's only the butt bread left, and I'm like I like the bun of the bread. I do too. I well, like it toasted. Think I don't mind it. Like it doesn't yeah. bother me. Like it I know people either. skip it, but like okay, I'll take it. I like it toasted. Mm-hmm. I like it. uh I like it buttered. <laughs> okay, so for me, I guess there. So is, we like food. Yeah, we like food, and we like money. So uh, evidently, there's a a good correlation between the two or between our relationship with money and our relationship with food? Yes. Um, I think that depending on how you look at it, right? So if you, I think we have talked about this, like if you look at it from an abundance place versus a scarcity place, um, it can have different effects on you. Um, So like, if you look at, if you, if you've lived in Food scarcity or money scarcity, it can either make you retreat where you don't share, you don't use it, you don't, you know, you don't indulge in it, um, even if you have it, um, or it can push you to actually go get it because you haven't had it, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, looking at it from that perspective, I think aids us in how we do maneuver with ourselves and with our own personal care of self Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah and i think you were talking about it from an abundance standpoint yeah i was telling you that my mom told me stories about how my my great grandfather so my grandma's dad used to put his money under his mattress he never put his money in a bank and now as an adult who like knows information (laughs) is like he was he wasn't putting his money in the bank on purpose because at any moment's notice like the bank could have said like oh this isn't your money you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. so my grandma kind of did the same thing with food um I don't know if they went without food when she was a kid but she always kept food on deck like we might have been without anything else but we always had food Mm -hmm. and so that's probably why my relationship with food is so good <laughs> or why I think from an abundance place because we always have food like mm-hmm. nobody can ever say that we were starving yeah <laughs> she had a deep freezer that you could probably fit like four people in mm-hmm. like that's how much food we had yeah I think the same like I, I grew up with the deep freezers multiple refrigerators right uh-huh. <laughs> so it was never a I don't and you know also I think If you look at that in relationship, like, I feel like that always having that much food means you always have that many people around you. Mm -hmm. You have people to feed. So, like, we both said, oh, we come from a kind of mindset where we think about others before we think about ourselves. Mm -hmm. But that's what we were raised under. We were raised under an environment that basically we had a lot of people that we cared for around us. They care for us too, but you know, just in the way that we interact, it was kind of this way that we all care for each other. Like I got a communal environment. Communal, thank you. Grandma has the deep freezer. So right. we go into grandma house because we know right. she got she got the goods. She got something in there. <laughs> she got the goods. And I think that is a big value investment mm-hmm. into who you are. Not that if you did not have that kind of growing up that you don't value it that that's not what I'm saying. It's just gonna be different. Yeah, you're gonna probably look at it from more of an abundance standpoint versus scarcity. Like, let's just say you didn't have that mm-hmm. kind of environment. You you may want to, or you may not. You may continue on how you were raised, or you may desire to have an environment that actually is different than what you grew up in. You know, mm-hmm. either or. Nothing is right. These are just our opinions, but we're just talking (laughs) yeah we're just talking about it so like for me I don't know I guess like for this segment of she is me I think it's important to just be able to have a place and go wow you experienced that too Mm -hmm. or wow yours was a little bit different than mine but yet you know I can understand Mm -hmm. or you know like that teaches me something right Um, so yeah i don't know i kind of want to read the quote again to see <laughs> yeah i mean anything. and you can apply this thought process to pretty much any interaction that you have like if you recognize patterns within somebody ask them a question like hey how do you view this i you don't have to necessarily tell them like hey i saw you you know not sharing <laughs> mm-hmm. but like hey what's going on like how do you see this mm-hmm. so you can get a better understanding of like what their relationship is with money and food yeah um, that was a good point hmm. like if you I okay so what it's just stuck to me it's just like asking the question instead of assuming like I don't think we do that enough like we don't do it enough to ask people what their experience is and what they may see it as versus how we are projecting how we saw it. You know, like and yeah, someone may seem to be stingy or seem to be, you know, uh, I don't know, I feel protective you. of it. And then we actually are perceiving that different than what they are actually experiencing. It doesn't mean that they don't want to share. It just means that sharing feels like they may not have enough, Mm -hmm. you know? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's why it's important to, I'm not saying, like, study people, but, like, there are going to be patterns. People are patterns, like, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, all I fall, yeah, we all fall into these patterns so it's like if you're talking to somebody and you notice certain patterns it's important to ask questions like hey not be accusatory or assuming anything just saying like hey why do you do this okay. and then it'll force them to think about it mm-hmm. like why do I do that okay. or maybe it won't it'll just be like leave me alone I was gonna say I'm gonna play devil's advocate i'm gonna just play devil's arm, i don't like that deb- devil's advocate shit <laughs> i'm just going to present a different perspective um not even perspective um just like uh i don't know it's my point just i going to make a point you can ask people all day why they do this and why they do that and what is this and what is that and great if we can like agree Mm -hmm. And if we can actually have that vulnerable space and be open and try to learn, but do not, and I repeat, do not hold on to people if they're not willing to compromise, like willing Mm -hmm. to meet you somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like if they are, like you said, they like, I don't care. That's just who I, whatever you just said, like whoever they are, like, that's just what it is. Leave me alone. I think there's a balance, a a thin line between Mm -hmm. Understanding who we are and communicating about it. And then also like, okaying people's behavior. I don't know. I just felt the need to say that. And that might be like, what are my personal things? Like, but I just felt the need room. to say, cause I'm, I'm very understanding mm-hmm. to how you were raised or what your experiences were and how they impact you. And mm-hmm. like, I'm very understanding to that. But some people, I don't even say take advantage. So I don't even think sometimes they even know. But regardless, either way, some things need to be cut. Like, because I can understand all day. But if you're not trying to either understand how I function, then it, it doesn't matter if I understand you because there's no compromise. And mm-hmm. therefore, that's when you start to kind of change who you are, how you are, um, or you just, I don't know. Once again, I just, thoughts come to you, and just, it's okay. I'm here to listen. She I is liked, me. I like to hear it. <laughs> she is me, okay? She is. She is definitely us, okay? She is me. I no, I I don't know. I just felt like that was like something I needed to kind of just put out there. Um, take it how you want, but yeah, with a grain of salt or a little bit of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny I like that yeah. and on uh, that note I think we should wrap up for today full yeah. we'll circle yeah we have a lot of uh, insight in there we would love to hear from you guys and know what your thoughts are on the topic um, so Indeed. you can check us out on Instagram we're Sodder Sugar Podcast um and we will talk to you guys later and that was